Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Hello, ninjas. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt here with Garrett, and we'll have a fun conversation today all about mindset. And before we dive into it, since I totally messed up the last time I had the opportunity to enter the podcast, here are some announcements that you all may know about. The first one, if you have any questions about Ninja Selling or you're curious to learn more about Ninja, because I know a lot of you come to this podcast and you've been listening to us for some time, but maybe you haven't explored Ninja a little further. I'd start off with the book. If you head over to ninjaselling.com, you can order a book there. You can get it on Amazon. But if you go to ninjaselling.com, you can also learn more about the entire Ninja path or you can listen to the podcast we did with Larry. But you can also look for upcoming public installations, which there will be many coming up this fall, more than I think we normally have that are open public installations, Garrett. So that's really cool. And if you want to get involved with other podcast listeners, head over to facebook.com slash groups slash the Ninja Selling Podcast, where you can engage with coming up on 9,000 people, which is amazing. I'm excited for when we cross that 10K mark, Garrett. It's a wonderful community. I want to throw a party, hire a cruise boat, and we'll just invite all of our 10,000 friends on it. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Drop a note in, in the group if that's of interest to you. I'm going to need some people to chip in, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I can flip the bill for the entire cruise ship, but it could be fun. I mean, if you have 10,000 people, 100 bucks a head, that's a lot of money. That's probably still not enough. It's not going to cover the cruise ship. <laughs> It'll maybe cover the ship, but there will be no food and no beverage and no crew. <laughs> For days at sea. We'll just be parked in a harbor somewhere. We could put graphics on the side of the boat. So when you're inside in the rooms, it looks like we're going to different places, but we're really just parked in a harbor. Got perforated pictures on the, on the inside of the, the outside of the windows. Like, ooh, palm trees. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that idea died pretty fast. I, that was my derail. It was a good intro, Matt. You did wonderful. Thanks. Trying to redeem myself. But if you are new to the podcast, this is kind of how we begin it. And today we're going to dive into some mindset stuff. So we're not going to talk specifically about real estate. However, this applies to how y'all are doing business out there. And this is the abundance versus scarcity mindset, which we've done episodes on this before. However, I am seeing, Garrett, a lot of people who are turning to scarcity. And what's crazy is you almost see two different worlds playing out because I also have a lot of people who are abundant-minded people. They just live their life in abundance. And it's like, what change in the market? I have more people that I'm working with. My listings are selling in record time. And the difference that I see is the mindset. If you are abundance-minded, you're seeing a different picture than everyone who's scarcity-minded. So, Garrett, I'm excited to dive into this today. Yeah, you know, what I'm watching, Matt, and hello, everybody. But what I'm watching also is like you with this scarcity and abundance mindset, you'll watch people move towards the market or away from the market. So you have some people that are saying, oh, the market's slowing down. They're talking about all like kind of like what are the things that are potential dangers out here? Oh, we're seeing more days on market. Oh, we're seeing more price reductions. Where it's interesting, if you take an abundant person and you look at the marketplace, they're more of a towards market instead of away. They're looking at it as like, ooh, new opportunities. Like all of a sudden, I have buyers that couldn't buy before, but now I can get them to buy in this marketplace that we're moving into. 
uh, we now get to negotiate for our people. Like that's, that's a benefit of like the whole negotiation over the last three years. You really, all of you, you didn't get to use your full negotiation skills. I wouldn't say a lot of you, they, they, I, everybody could raise their hand and be like, oh no, like I had to negotiate harder than I ever did for my people. It was most of the stuff was being won on best offer that sat in front of them. <laughs> Who's going to go six figures over list? So now, and I'm talking to a lot of agents like, man, I'm having to pull out all my skills and my tools that I've had over the years of negotiation that I haven't had to use in a while. But it's not a negative thing. It's a, we're in a different market. The market is changing. The market's evolving. And if you've been in real estate long enough, you will know there is no normal market. There's never been a normal market. Nothing has ever been, oh, this is the perfect scenario. And that's what I'm hearing from my abundance people right now is they're just going like, I get to help people in a different way. It's just different than what we were doing before. They still need my help and I'm here. And I'm starting to see a drastic difference in the results that are being produced for these guys. Some of them are really starting to fill up a pipeline of abundance. And some of them are starting to sit there and go, oh my gosh, I, have, I don't have anything on the pipeline. It's like, ooh, mindset's taken over. Yeah. And there's nuance to this too. It's not always someone who's, you can just tell, is scarcity versus someone who is abundant. Sometimes you look and look at people and be like, man, that person's such a positive person, but they could actually li be living in some form of scarcity. They're like a bad present wrapped in like really shiny gift wrap. It's like you get it, you're like, whoa, like that looks really cool. And then you peel off the gift wrap and you're like, this isn't as cool as I thought. I think like Matt, to say what you're saying is there's a lot of people out there that are putting on a very shiny front into like, yeah, I'm positive. Like, I'm great. Like, let's go. And we saw it happen back during COVID too. Sorry to interrupt you. I realized I just did that. But we saw it happen back in COVID too, where a lot of people are like, I'm putting on my smiley face. Like, we're going to be great. Life is great. And underlying their self-talk is, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Things are falling apart. How are we going to? And so that's, I think is an interesting thing, as you can't always look at somebody on the surface and just be like, oh, they're a person of gratitude and positivity and their mindset's in a great place. doesn't always work that way. Yeah. And I'll admit, I, I have challenges with this myself a lot. Obviously, I show up as best as I possibly can for this, for all my clients, that they deserve that, uh, whether the first call or the last call of the day. And then sometimes, though, when I'm by myself, I got these thoughts and these self-talk that I, I have to work through. And I was listening to a podcast with Dr. Joe Dispenza, who y'all know is one of my favorites. And he was saying, too, like, like what does a truly abundant person feel? What do they think? And he was specifically talking about wealth too. And said, listen, somebody who's truly abundant doesn't even care how much they have because if they have unlimited, then the next thing that they do with it is give it all away. Because if they have excess, if they have abundance, he's not saying, well, that doesn't mean that they don't have nice things. They don't do nice things. They don't live well, so to speak, in, in our what would be considered socially living well, right? The car, the boats, the houses, that kind of thing. But if it all went away, they don't care because they're living so much in abundance. And he said, to work on it, we do these gratitudes, we do these affirmations, and we talk about this as part of the ninja morning routine. Wake up every day, ninja success habit number one, start with gratitude and affirmation. But if we don't then live that throughout the day, 
if we don't bring that with us, if we don't seek out opportunities to prove that to ourselves throughout the day, you basically spend these 16 hours that you have awake, one hour getting your mindset primed, and then you spend the next 15 hours looking for all the reasons why it doesn't work. Oh, well, look, Garrett has that and I don't. Or, oh, Sally took another listing and I don't have a listing. Those little things are the scarcity conversations. So you're thinking those things, but then you go and talk to Sally and you're like, hey, great job. Congratulations. Man, I wish I had that listing. And those are the things that we need to be aware of and retune and say, hey, let's just be super excited for everyone, their successes, because that will then change how we view our own successes. Because the truth is, this is what I know to be true. There's plenty for everybody. There is massive abundance in this world. And you can look at all the history that you want. You can look at everything that you want to look at. You will be proven time and time again that there is plenty for everyone. Even if you go search through today's headlines and everything, which are designed to keep you in a scarcity mindset, you will find that there is a world of abundance because all this stuff that we're worried about, we're worried about on our $2,000 computers and our $1,000 phones while driving the safest vehicles in history, living in higher than average sized square foot homes than we've ever had and all of this stuff. So Matt, as you're sitting here chatting, I'm having this little moment where I'm sitting here going like, so it's really interesting because the main message that I hear going out is that abundance has to do with money and scarcity has to do with money. Well, mostly that's the way people equate it. This particular podcast I was listening to, they were focused on that topic. So I've done a lot of traveling outside the United States. And one of my most favorite things and one of my most favorite places I ever stayed in, and when we stay places, we get into the local culture. We do typically don't stay in the resorts. We typically stay literally in houses in little areas. And we like to, we used to, when our kids were young, we like to let them see what it is like to live in these areas and be part of these areas. And a lot of times, a lot of those areas, and there's some places we stayed in in Costa Rica that they didn't have a whole lot. They didn't have nice cars. They didn't have nice houses. They didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have really good windows. I pulled the largest tarantula out of the, one of the houses we were staying in, and the tarantula was on the kitchen counter hiding, hiding behind the sugar. Here's the interesting thing, though. Those are the most abundant people I have ever, ever, ever come across. Like their mindset of abundance of everything that I need is right here at my fingertips. The life that I dream about is right here. They're not dreaming and going to something like that. It, it's a weird way, Max. I don't want to say like, don't dream big and don't go there. But there's something about the most abundant people are first start off with being very, very, very happy with where they are. And then everything else on top of it is like gravy. And it can build and grow into something amazing. But it's like, the scarcity mindset I find comes in where sometimes I say we can put ourselves into a scarcity mindset using the examples that you're using, Matt, where, and it's very money focused, which is so-and-so has this and I don't. So-and-so is taking that trip and I'm not taking it. And it can pull you back, which then goes back to a state of gratitude. Oh, absolutely. It always comes back to gratitude. Which is, are you finding ways to put yourself into gratitude? I think gratitude is an underlying fundamental piece of you of allowing you to be fully in abundant mode. Always is. And as Dr. Joe says, gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. It's hard to 
receive abundance and be abundant if you are not already grateful. You must be grateful before abundance truly surrounds you. And I think that's the key, right? And when it comes into this mindset of abundance, it's not the level of materialism. It's knowing that it doesn't matter, no matter how much you have, because the whole goal is to just put it all back into this cycle, right? I do think that particularly as Americans and as realtors and things like we have a duty to be the best that we can be. That starts with being grateful and then moving into this abundance mindset. But your comment also makes me think of the fable of the the Mexican fisherman. Do you know that one? No. Jump in. I think Tim Ferriss has this inside his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. A lot of other people have talked about it too. But essentially, there's an investment banker from New York that goes down to Mexico on a vacation, small little village that they're they're staying in and he's up early one morning going for a walk along the beach and he sees him he's he's a fisherman going out on a little boat and comes back and has some fish and he says and i'm gonna mess this whole story up but this is essentially it says oh tell me about like hey what's you seem like quite the good fisherman what do you do with this like well i catch enough fish to share with you know sell enough in the market to feed my family friends and it's like i go fishing in the morning come back take a siesta with my wife in the afternoon, hang out with friends and, you know, have a few drinks and listen to music and we have a good time, you know, by the beach. He says, well, I mean, if you want, like you're good at this, we can develop, this is the investment banker speaking, we can develop this into a whole enterprise. We can get more boats and get more people and really build this up and you can become this incredible enterprise. And he said, well, why would I want to do that? Because imagine how much money you can make. You know, eventually you would have to move to New York while we manage this company and, you know, do all this stuff. And then years down the line, you'll sell it for tons of money and you can do whatever you want. And he said, well, what would I do then? He's like, well, you could do all that so that you can then retire to a small little, you know, fishing village, maybe in Mexico and catch a few fish in the morning, take a siesta with your wife and hang out with your your friends and have some drinks and listen to music in the evening. That's a great story. <laughs> that story is so great because it's like, well, wait a minute. and i think we are trapped inside this matrix where we we think we need this stuff and that changes the dynamic of a goal from a hey this would be really cool to have Um, i I like to go after goals to this scarcity because i don't have the goal so now i need it versus i have everything that i need right here i have my health i have my family i have whatever else in my life and it's amazing and you just feel the abundance and then that's when more starts coming, which is a really interesting dynamic. And I think the key is to figure out what are those moments throughout the day that we can practice that abundance mindset by acknowledging when the scarcity creeps in. And little moments like, oh, that guy got in front of me and now I'm going to be late to this meeting. That's scarcity. It's like, hey, you know, I'm glad that that person made it safely in front of me. They must have some place they need to be. So it's it's interesting looking at like times in the marketplace that we watch, Matt, because like I I mean, I in my time of coaching, like I coached through 2007, I coached through COVID, I've coached through lots of different shifts in marketplaces and times that made people step back and be like, whoa, like what's going on? Like my entire world got ripped out from under me and things look different than I've ever seen before. And I'm not sure what what I've got. And it's interesting is back in 2007, 2008, you know, I watched those people that couldn't figure out how to 
be in that abundance mindset and figure out that there's so many people that need their help and they are, they are there as the helper to get people to where they want to go. If they couldn't figure that out and all they were trying to figure out is, can anybody buy a house? See, that person can't get a loan. That person can't get a loan. This person can't get a loan. Like, I'll never sell another house again. Nobody can get loans. This is impossible. I'm out. I'm going to go find something else I can do. Or they had to bow out. It wasn't like, I'm going to go find something else to do. It was like, I need to go find something else because I got to make my payments and I got to live my life and feed my family. COVID did the exact same thing. You know, was it February, March, March of 2020? We watched a lot of people that some of them on the surface look extremely abundant and grateful for everything. And then all of a sudden a paradigm shift happens and you watch the weaknesses come out of how stable is that foundation of abundance? How stable is that foundation of gratitude? And then all of a sudden you watch them go into a, a rut. And one of my favorite sayings is the difference between a rut and a grave is only a couple feet. So when you find yourself in a rut, get yourself out of it as fast as possible. So you watch these people go into a rut and it's like, you're going to watch some people pull themselves back out. Some people are going to like jump over the rut. You never even saw them. It didn't even hit it. They're like, yep, there it is. I'm not going in there. And like, skipped over and moved along where some kind of, you know, fall into that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you start seeing the news headlines a little bit more. You start, you know, asking more questions. Like, are you having a hard time as I'm having right now looking for validation? You're listening, staying on the market long too. Mine is too. Like, oh my gosh, what are you telling your people? You know, oh, they're mad at you. Like, my people are getting mad at me too. Like we just start snowballing this stuff. And then if you don't find your way out of it, all of a sudden you will be one of those people that is like, I need to go find a different industry to do you know, practice in. And I want to encourage everybody, and this is why Matt and I wanted to talk about this today, is that there is abundance in our real estate world right now. There are so many people that need your help. They need your expertise, whether you're in mortgage, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in any industry. There's an abundance of people out there that need your services and need your help. If there's a plumber listening to this right now, just so you know, pipes are going to break. Things fail. People's sewers back up. Like There's an abundance of people out there that need the expertise of a plumber. I've been using a welder lately. I love welding, but I realized that I'm not as good as I thought I was. But I was standing in this welder shop. Gary Lewis, by the way, if anybody needs a welder in Redding, California, this dude is amazing. But I'm standing in a shop looking around at all these projects that he's doing. And 99% of them were not art. It wasn't like, look, I welded up an, a piece of art for your backyard. It was fundamental things that people need so that their businesses would thrive, their world would work. They could go and you know enjoy the things they love that are broken right now. This guy was backed up with more business than I have ever seen. He had projects. I'm like, when can you get to this? He goes, I can't even start it for two weeks. Like they're not even remotely going to be able to do that. And the level of abundance that he was in, and, you know, because he understands people need his help. That's what he knows. And they're beating down his door. Is he the most socially like charismatic guy? No, but he's found his niche in abundance and he's got his fifth wheel and he's traveling, he's living his life and doing his thing. Like, and it was so much fun to be around him, to watch his passion and how much he loves doing what he's doing. This is a big picture that all has to come to be. And I think some people that actually find their way out of real estate during times like this, it may not truly be their passion. It may not truly be the thing that lights them up and gets them excited. It might be a little bit more of a job. 
And then all of a sudden, when that job changes, instead of saying, this is my passion, I want to get better at it, I want to learn, I want to figure out the nuances and how can we succeed in this new plan that's been put in front of us. If it's not the passion, they're like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. I'm not just having the easy deals. I'm not doing this and I'm going to walk along. Which very quickly, this market that we're, whatever we're going into right now, will turn into the normal market again. We're going to have agents that are going to enter the market and they're going to figure it out because they have to. And they're going to be like, oh, this is real estate. They have no understanding of what we just went through. I'm like, this is real estate. This is what I understand. And all of a sudden, the market's going to shift and they're going to go, woo, I don't know if I like this anymore. Well, it's because they figured out only one market. They failed to stop growing and learning. This is a time to continue your growth and learning to be an expert in your chosen industry. This is your time right now. This is where abundance comes from. I know I went on a rant there. That was all good. And, and I think even if real estate isn't your passion, I know a lot of, I coach several agents where real estate's not the passion, which is fine, by the way. It doesn't have to be the passion. When I say passion. No, I, I know what you mean. You have to have a little bit of love for it. No, you do have to have some love for it and you do have to have a joy for working with people. I had someone the other day tell me that they hate real estate right now. I had people tell me they don't like their job right now. And it all just pointed back to that was the reaction though of the mindset and the allowing of scarcity thoughts to come into the brain, essentially. It was like, okay, well, let's go back. Why don't we like real estate right now? Why don't we like this? And it was, well, because of this conversation that's going on or this client saying this or this thing saying that. One deal. Usually it's one deal that I watch so many people almost leave the industry over one deal where they're like, I hate this business. I'm like, well, what happened? They're like, oh my gosh, I had this person threaten to sue me. Yes. I saw a post in a Facebook group, not ours, a different one the other day. It said, tell me not to quit the industry. This just happened to me on this one deal. And it's like, okay, well, then don't quit. It's one deal. Now, if it was your only deal, okay, it seems like the world. But for a lot of the people who are saying this, it wasn't their only deal. They had like all these other things going on. They've had a good business and a good database and a good sphere that's been working with them for years. And all of a sudden, one deal happens and they're like, I, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Oh, it's the end of the world. And this is where, you know, the practice of being an abundant, becoming an abundant person. I think this is the question that everybody should ask every day, every moment is what would an abundant person do in this moment? How would an abundant person act? How would an abundant person respond to that email or that text message or that phone call that came in? And let's use that because once you start acting in that way, and what's fascinating is the way... Joe Dispenza describes this for, for some reason really makes sense to me. Hopefully it makes sense to y'all as well. But he says your body and your brain, you know, those are the two things that, and they can control each other. So your body is already accustomed to a way of handling things. And so when you see something, sometimes you even think, oh, I should be positive about this. Your body already is responding in a certain way. It says no brain. This is how we act when this happens. And so if the body is then driven by feelings, we have to then choose the feelings that we have. So when somebody says something, we have to choose not to react in a aggressive way. We have to choose not to feel depressed or angry or things like that, which is not, I'm not saying this stuff's easy to do, by the way. If we change the way we feel, the body then will change, which then can help change the way we think and vice versa. Highly recommend going and listening to anything Joe Dispenza's done or any of his books so you can really learn more about that further. 
And what I find, Garrett, is often those people who hate real estate or oh, I'm not passionate about real estate, all the students become really, really good at it because they find what they actually want to do. Because this is the other disconnect is I've had the pleasure of um, talking to some new people coming into coaching recently. And it's fun to say, well, what are your goals? And funny enough, all of these people started with, well, this is what I don't want. And they were very good at explaining, here's all the things that I don't want to have. I said, okay, great. So what do you want? And you get the pause. Okay. Very clear on what you don't want. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right. It's like, well, I know I don't want those things. Okay, great. That's fine. That's the scarcity mind talking. Let's go to the abundant mind. What do we want? What do we want to see? What type of impact do we want to have on the world, on our family? What do you want to have impact on right around you right now? How do you want to feel when you wake up? How do you want to feel when you go to bed? those things can become goals. It doesn't have to be a car or a house. It can be, absolutely. Those aren't the things that are going to make you feel a certain way though, right? So hopefully that connects to kind of what you were describing there, Garrett. I mean, and ultimately pulling this around to like being in abundance. If we all strive to work better at that, imagine how amazing this industry will be for the consumers out there who need abundant-minded realtors to guide them through one of the most stressful times of their life, handling all of this money. And if they have somebody abundantly-minded on their team, they can be abundantly-minded and make really, really smart decisions for them in their future. That's where I'm at. So there's a couple things here. One is, is that you're talking about you know people that are like kind of in the run of everything they don't like or everything they don't want to have happen. One of the things I have always found is if you just stop and say, well, what, what, do you, what do you like about this business? And it is interesting. You have to do some prying. I've found this, Matt. You have to do a fair amount of pryings for some to try to get like, okay, let's figure out what you like. But then all of a sudden they're like, I really like this part. I really like this. I really like working with first-time homebuyers. I really like helping people when they're you know, at different transitions of their life and helping them get to the next level of their life or whatever that might be. All of a sudden, they start pulling the things that they love. It's like, well, what if you focused on that every day? What if you made a list of all the things you love about real estate? And let's start focusing on those instead of all the little things, which it might be one or two that we're stuck on right now that makes us think we hate the industry or we hate what we're doing, or maybe we're just scared of it. The other thing you said is, how would I handle this if I was in a, from an abundant mindset when you're given a situation in front of you? And it's no different than what I'll say to somebody who is saying, well, I want more listings. And I'm like, all right, like when you're talking to people, how do you handle their conversations? Do you handle it from a buyer's agent standpoint or do you handle it from a listing agent standpoint? You know, what words do you use? How do you talk? How do you show up? And this is no different than how that works also with this abundant mindset of how would an abundant mindset person handle that situation? You know, when all of a sudden there's a listing, you know, a sign across the street from a person that you've known for 10 years because you've lived in the same neighborhood with the whole time and you see the sign over there, how would an abundant person handle that situation? How would somebody from scarcity? The abundant person would be like, the listings are coming. They're getting closer. Look, scarcity would be like, oh man, there goes another one. I've taken them off my mail. I will never have them over for wine ever again. Can't stand them. Man, I miss having wine with Bob and Sally. They were so much fun. I knew they were bad people. <laughs> I knew there was evil under the surface somewhere. That just shows me. <laughs> oh, your listing agent's your sister? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Who knows why they listed? Even worse. Why would they do that? Yeah, why would you use family? How long has she been in the industry? Oh, 30 years? Oh. 
I liked you saying how would a person coming from abundance handle this? At the end of the day, it is a choice. It is something that you have a choice to look for the things that are going to support this belief system that you're trying to grow here. You also have a choice to look for the things that are going to support the belief system that you might want to let go of. And I want to encourage everybody every day, just take a step back and don't just follow the the herd sometimes. Maybe you need to step back and be like, yeah, I want to see if I can look at this from a different angle. You know, all the buffalo are running this way down through the valley. Go stand up on the hillside and look down on it and go like, what are you guys running from? What is going on? Like you know, Joe over there, there's a buffalo named Joe, by the way. Joe just happened to trip and everybody thought there was a snake and we all started running. Like, let's just take a second and pause and let's look at what's really going on. This is kind of what's going on right now. And I want everybody just to step back. All my ninjas go stand up on the hillside, look down at what's going on and figure out how you want to adjust and what you want to create out of this time. There's so much room for abundance and I want everybody to have some fun with it. Own it. See what you can create. Yeah. You can create some wonderful things. That was one of the fun conversations I had with someone the other day. She was, we were talking about like what is on her life list. And she's like, well, you know, I did have this one thing on my life list. And then it happened the next month, totally unexpectedly. And I was like, you're really good at manifesting things, aren't you? She's like, I guess. Like every time I write something down, it just kind of happens. And this is somebody who I would consider is living in an abundance mindset. And that's the kind of things that happen when you're abundant is it's like, I want this specific thing to happen. Then all of a sudden it does because the universe delivers. I'll share with you a crazy story. So Ted Bash, you don't know I'm talking about you today, but Ted Bash is an amazing Windermere real estate agent up in Seattle, Washington. And uh, Ted and I, have I've coached Ted for a really long time. We'll just do that over 10 years. So Ted and I, many years back, he uh, was making a life list. He was visioning for the future. And he had always wanted to walk. I think it was the Chitania Trail or the in Italy. What is it? There's a trail that, and I'm, I'm butchering it right now. There's a trail that basically goes along the ocean front in Italy. Someone's going to comment. They're going, Garrett, that's not it at all. But it is there. And it is in Italy. I know that. He threw this picture up on his vision board, just kind of going like, I want to go do that. Like, that's something I want to go do because I don't care when it happens, but I want to go do it. But it was one of those like, when I'm successful, when I have enough money, because he had a picture in his mind of what it was going to cost. Like, this is a long ways out. This is not something that's going to happen right now. But he just started focusing on it. Called me like a week later. He's like, the craziest thing just happened. He says, I put that thing up on my board. I've been thinking about it because I took all my reservations away from it like you told me to because I'm just focusing on it. He goes, I just got a phone call from some of my friends. They said they have an extra ticket to Italy right now. They're going with a group and their whole thing is to go walk that trail. He's like, I said, yes. He's like, oh, it's a free ticket, by the way, too. They're just giving me the ticket. He's like, this trip's going to cost me absolutely nothing. And it was about a handful of weeks later, I got a picture of him on the trail, basically mirroring the picture that he had on his vision board. It was just a picture of his eyesight, like looking in front of him on the trail. And that's what he sent to me. He's like, I'm in Italy right now. Like this is actually happening. That's the craziness of when you just kind of let go. He could have easily spent a good portion of the next couple of years thinking that that was just out of reach. That was something that wasn't going to happen when he gets successful, when he starts making more money, those things, he can go do that kind of stuff. And then just to let go and to be in abundance, all of a sudden it shows up right in front of them where it might have happened before, 
without the vision, without the thing on the board. And he may have looked at that and been like, nope, I can't do that yet. I'm building my business right now. I got to focus on building my business. I appreciate you guys offering, but I'm just trying to get my business running. I can't take that time away. That would have been maybe the scarcity side that's limiting those opportunities that are showing up in front of them. The abundance side was like, got to go, got to go do it. We're going to make it work. We're going to figure out how to make this work. I'm going to take some time away. So Ted, thank you for that story. And if anybody needs a great agent, Ted Bash, awesome guy. Fantastic. That's awesome. And man, power of abundance. So I hope this is helpful for everyone. Helpful for me, for sure. To wrap this up, Matt, great topic. I love talking about this. I think we went a little bit longer than what we were actually thinking we we're going to go on it because this is something I'm super passionate about. I love, love, love this. And it's and again, we get to see it every day, how it works out for people. And you know, and it's it's interesting as a coach because you could watch somebody who again you thought was one way, and then all of a sudden a, a change like this shows up or an adjustment shows up, and you're like, Oh, there's a crack in the foundation. Like, come on, like come back with us, come back over here. Let's 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 do some repair work. So, Matt, great topic. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to add? Are you good? I'm good. I mean, I, I could I could do more, but we're I think we hit it. So everybody out there, thank you so much. We appreciate you tons. We love being able to do this. I was telling something the other day that we record on Wednesdays and Fridays, and these are the mornings that I jump out of bed with so much energy because I'm just, I love hanging out with you, Matt. That's really what it comes down to. Same here. So uh, if you want to go check out more about us, go to ninjaselling.com for installations. You can check out the coaching side of that if you want to learn more about what we're doing in coaching. You're also welcome to reach out to me. You can reach out to Matt if you'd like. We are on Facebook and through our the podcast community. You're welcome to reach out to us through there, through Facebook. Now I'm just going to let everybody go. Enjoy the day. Find the abundance around you. It is all around you. Thanks, everyone. Have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.